It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Vegas Golden Knights shut out once again by the Winnipeg Jets. Four to nothing at the final score. Vegas over on this two-game road trip shutout last night against Minnesota and again tonight against the Winnipeg Jets. Vegas 34, 28, and 4, 72 points on the year. And depending on what ends up happening with the Edmonton Oilers and the Dallas Stars, we'll keep an eye on that to see where the Golden Knights are from a seeding perspective at the end of the evening. But to help us break this one down, we bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And you know, Dan, it's it's one of those situations where I think conceptually you understand you can you can understand why the Golden Knights are having struggles finding their offensive game, but that's the story here over the last two on the road: an inability to score goals. It is, and today was I felt different about it than I felt about the game in Minnesota yesterday. That game last night, that Vegas was, you know, just very much on its heels. That matchups very much favored Minnesota it was physical and the Knights top line Carlson Eichel and Marcia so generated little partly because they were manhandled in a lot of ways by the Erickson Eck mm-hmm. Felino line with Greenway and uh, today that was not the case again the Knights held the Jets off the shot clock for 15 minutes they themselves put 17 shots on goal in that first period Jets ended up with four uh, but we kind of remarked about it at the time well, it's great to have a period like that. It's not all that different from what happened here a week ago when they held the Jets off the shot clock for about 12 minutes to start the game. They just could not turn that momentum into production. Now, the offense was not there, and with the, 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 the kind of after effects of the Knights not converting is they've got to squeeze a little tighter. They can't roll four lines the way they'd like to, and that's what happens. Um, not only with the injuries now, but the bizarre trade scenario with Dodonov, though uh, he had a previous goal-scoring slump. And Dodonov had been one of the few signs of Vegas offense in recent games. Had four goals in four games, five in seven before yesterday's trade. And uh, then you throw a Matteo and Whitecloud onto the COVID list. So in today's game, you have four skaters plus a goalie who ought to be in the American Hockey League, LeCision, Cotter, Hayes, Miramanov, plus Thompson, not to mention Ron Bjerg and Pahal, who were scratched. So uh, you, you you said it, Ryan. It's not just that the guys in there are having trouble scoring. It's they just can't get anything going with some of the, the depth players right now either. Now, when you look at it, I, I think you all, like, you'll understand why Pete DeBoer goes to Logan Thompson in this game. And, you know, despite giving up four goals, I, I do think that there were a number of stops, especially early on when it was still a scoreless game, when the Golden Knights still had opportunities that uh, Logan Thompson came up with big-time saves. But I, I think we're all kind of understanding here that, that the, the key for the Golden Knights unlocking whatever they can down the stretch is going to be with health. And right now, that's just such an unknown with this team. Yeah, with regard to Thompson, he's giving you what you expect, and that's all a head yeah. coach can ask for. I think with Brossois, there were times you thought he was pretty good. Uh, does have a shutout this year. But there were other times when you could not rely on him, and ultimately the head coach can't put up with that, frankly. So uh, even if one goalie has more experience than the other, you trust that 
if you put Thompson in, you're going to get a, a certain uh, level of consistency. And, and frankly, they have. Uh, you know, I, I not to throw away the two goals in the third period, but you know, the Knights are not going to do very well unless they are scoring in front of their young goalie. They put up five goals for them against the Panthers. They won five to three. Put five up in front of them against the Kings. Won five to one. Not going to score five goals every game, but you've got to get at least a couple. And you just can't help but wonder what this game might have been like if the Knights had buried just a few of the great chances they had. Carrier had two, maybe three. Coughlin hit a couple of posts. The fact that the Knights cannot score at uh, five on four, they also can't score at four on four. Meanwhile, the Jets can both. And uh, those situations just uh, become more and more glaring when the team goes over 120 minutes without a goal. You know, and that that's kind of another, you know, interesting wrinkle in this because for the Golden Knights, I, I thought the first period and a half, maybe the first 30 minutes of the game, the scoring chances that they did generate were and should have been enough to beat Connor Hellebuck. Uh, and then after that, as as the, the Golden Knights kind of opened the game up a little bit, started trading chances with the Jets, um, it, it just didn't feel like Vegas was able to generate the types of dangerous looks that they did have earlier on in the game. Right. I wonder how much of it is coming back here. I mentioned that they were in Chicago for that win 6-4 to four on Sunday. When the offense comes for this club, the offense comes. When it doesn't for the Jets, it doesn't. I was talking to Paul Edmonds, terrific radio broadcaster here for the Jets, and was remarking on how that game that the Knights were here last week, there was so much more energy in this building because on that day, the province of Manitoba had relaxed its mask requirements. And you remember a couple of months ago now, when that happened in Nevada and fans at T-Mobile Arena did not have to wear their masks, it just got a lot louder. Co coincided with Jack Eichel's return uh, to, mm. to the ice and so on and so forth. I wonder if that plays a little bit of a part of it here in this terrific hockey market. It is the smallest market. It is the smallest arena in the National Hockey League until next year when Arizona plays at a college rank. But uh, for now, when you come into this building, it's all hockey. I mean, the, 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 we know it from the playoff series. It's just a terrific building, a terrific fan base. And when you can actually hear them, I, I wonder if there was a little something to that. Plus, the, the trade deadline is in the rearview mirror. Uh, these guys that come in, Sanford and Appleton, to buoy this group. I wonder if that uh, kind of gives this group a measure of confidence uh, so that uh, even though they had a rough start, that they can find it and say, okay, here's what we got. Meanwhile, Vegas just couldn't maintain it. So uh, there are only so many ways to say it, I suppose, Ryan. It just uh, yeah. we'll have to hear what Pete DeBoer thinks of how this one turned out. And it's it's hard to cast any blame here. It's just the, the situation that the Knights are continuing to deal with. And you hope, you hope <laughs> that uh, perhaps some healthy players are on the horizon. Well, as always, Dan, thank you so much for joining us here on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show. We will chat with you again on Thursday. Thanks, Ryan. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, as we break down another loss for the Vegas Golden Knights, a 4 to nothing defeat at the hands of the Winnipeg Jets. Vegas 34-28-4, just 72 points on the year. Take on the Nashville Predators this coming Thursday at 7 o'clock. And, you know, as... as we're we're looking for the reasons. We're looking for the answers. We're looking for what the Golden Knights might be able to do in this situation when they come home against the Nashville Predators. And I think Dan just kind of summed it up best as we're awaiting head coach Pete DeBoer. Uh, it it's pretty simple, right? This this is a team that needs to find some semblance of health 
They need to catch a break in that regard, and it just has not happened at all this year for the Vegas Golden Knights. Probably their best stretch earlier on was when they got players back into the lineup. Um, but right now, it is it is really a situation where you've got the Golden Knights trying to do what they can with what they have available to them uh, in the in the lineup. And you know, you you insert Paul Cotter, you you try in that situation to. Um, to, to maybe inject a little bit of offense, but right now it's just not going for the Vegas Golden Knights. We'll take a break. We'll be back with triple, uh, with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance Post Game Show, the Vegas Golden Knights fall to the Winnipeg Jets 4 to nothing. The final score from Winnipeg, 34-28 and 472 points on the year for the Vegas Golden Knights right now. Still in the second wild card spot, we'll keep an eye on the Dallas Stars and the Edmonton Oilers see how that game concludes and what implications it has for the Golden Knights and where they're at right now in the wild card standing. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go back to the first period and the Golden Knights outshot the Winnipeg Jets 17-4 to in the first period. Winnipeg did not get their first couple of shots on goal until five until five minutes remained in the period, but Logan Thompson would make those saves as our AAA insurance save of the game. Healers works to the middle, he shoots, stopped by Thompson, rebound, another stop, Thompson, lunging to his left. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA outsmart life. So the Golden Knights would go into the second period after having a very strong first period in which they carried the majority of the play. The Golden Knights would open the second period in in much the same way until the Jets found themselves on the power play and Pierre-Luc Dubois opened the scoring. Here's Wheeler right side. Put it out in front. Stopped by Thompson. The loose puck goes into the goal. Thompson did the splits a little bit too busy in the crease. And he might have had the puck go off of him and into the goal. Dubois leading the celebration line. It is a power play goal for the Jets. They take a 1-0 lead. Pierre-Luc Dubois, 25th of the year on the power play. Blake Wheeler and Kyle Connor with the assist at 16 at 6-16 of the second period, made it one to nothing. Winnipeg's then. Just a few minutes later, it appeared the Jets would score another as... Evgeny Svechnikov would put one behind Logan Thompson. However, the Golden Knights would challenge for offsides. But before we get to that highlight, let's head to Winnipeg to hear from head coach Pete DeBoer. He's worked all night. Uh, you know, not getting out of that first period uh, with a goal, I think, uh, really hurt us. I thought we did everything right. Um, you know, but you've got to score to win games in this league, and we didn't score on this trip. How difficult is it for a group to play from behind all the time? Yeah, it is difficult. I think we were the beneficiary earlier in the season of, of uh, I think I saw a stat where we scored first, you know, we, we were in the top five or six teams in the league and, and getting the first goal and changes the game. You know, we we, uh, we stick the first goal in and then the other team's playing from behind. You can loosen up a little bit, especially when you're having trouble scoring like we are right now. 
Why did you start Logan Thompson in a back-to-back? -back? Uh, you know, he, he's been playing well, and, uh, you know, I think that's, uh, that's the bottom line. I mean, we, we have to make tough decisions every night. Did you like the quality of your chances tonight, or did you see something special from Holloway? Oh, I think he's always special, you know. Vesna goalie, so uh, he, he's a good goalie. We, we had enough good yeah. looks there to score some goals, but uh, he had the answers tonight. Thank you. That was head coach Pete DeBoer as he addressed the media after tonight's game, and we'll get to some commentary uh, on those comments of from Pete DeBoer in as the show progresses. But as we left you on the highlights, the Winnipeg Jets had just taken a one nothing lead. It had appeared the Jets would score another as on as Genny Svechnikov would beat Logan Thompson, but the play would be challenged successfully by Vegas for offside. Brink wide right, Logan Stanley advances far side of the center zone and out to the left side. Connor to the right, they score. Svechnikov. Evgeny Svechnikov. Promoted to the second line, joining Connor and Dubois. 2 nothing Winnipeg. It was determined that the play was offside. We have no goal. So the opportunity was there for the Golden Knights to kind of swing momentum back in their favor. But later in the period, the Jets would take a two-goal lead as Mark Shifley's tip beat Logan Thompson. Down to the left goal line, a shot attempt comes through the net mouth and untouched to the near boards. Ehlers a shot, score! Tipped out in front. 2 nothing Jets. No, they kept working the perimeter, working the perimeter. They got a man out in front, Shifley the tip, and it is indeed now a two-goal edge for the Jets over the Nuts. Mark Shifley's 24th of the year from Nick Ehlers and Dylan DeMello at 15-14 of the second period made it 2-0 Winnipeg. Golden Knights would go to the third period needing a big answer if they were going to come back in this game. The Golden Knights needed a push, and it was the Jets that carried most of the play as Neil Pionk would add to the lead midway through the third. Jets right to left, Kyle Connor into the Vegas zone, one on three. Made a pass and went off to Stevenson. Stastny found it to the left. Score! Neil Pionk from the left side. Short post and in. Three-nothing Jets. Neil Pionk's third of the year from Kyle Connor and Paul Stastny at 11.06. The third period made it 3 to nothing Winnipeg. And three minutes later, Nick Ehlers would make it 4 to nothing. Jets come in. Tip shot right wing score. Ehlers got a piece on the centering pass by Shifley. And the Jets extend the lead to 4 nothing with 6.09 to go. Nikolai Ehlers, his 19th of the year from Mark Shifley and Blake Wheeler at 13.51 of the third period, made it 4 to nothing Winnipeg, and all that was left in this game was the final call. The Jets will leave the puck behind their goal. All eyes on 37, Connor Hellebuck. It's all over in Winnipeg. Jets, four, Knights, nothing. Connor Hellebuck picks up the shutout victory. The Winnipeg Jets defeat the Vegas Golden Knights 4 to nothing, And the two-game road trip concludes for the Golden Knights without any points in the standings or any goals on score sheets. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance postgame show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.
We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights fall to the Winnipeg Jets 4-0. The final score from Winnipeg. Vegas 34-28-4, 72 points on the year. Take on the Nashville Predators Thursday at 7 o'clock at T-Mobile Arena. And as we've mentioned a couple of times, Keeping an eye right now on the Dallas-Edmonton game. The Dallas Stars currently up 4-3 to three on the Edmonton Oilers with 2.42 left in the third period. It was 3-2 Edmonton. Dallas came back late in the third period there. And it's important. Why? Well, because the Dallas Stars sit just one point behind the Vegas Golden Knights right now with four games in hand on the Vegas Golden Knights. So if Dallas picks up a point in this game, uh, they will jump into that second wild card spot. The Vegas Golden Knights would fall below the playoff cut line. And then also, as I've kind of, as I've postulated, as I've thrown out the theory, the idea that to me, the 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 path for the Golden Knights that was that was in front of them over the, the past, you know, certainly when they picked up their two wins, the, the win against Florida and the win against L.A. And it was mostly the win against L.A. that narrowed that gap between Kings and the Golden Knights to just four points with the same number of games remaining. That, to me, was really where the Golden Knights kind of had an avenue if you got some shaky play out of L.A. and the Golden Knights could continue to put wins on the board and put that heat on the L.A. Kings. Of course, the Golden Knights go on this quick two-game road trip. They do not score. They do not win. And the LA Kings are currently up right now, three to nothing on the Nashville Predators early first period. So you, you start looking at that, you start scoreboard watching, you start looking at kind of the different scenarios and the different things that play for the Vegas Golden Knights. And, you know, frankly, it becomes pretty daunting. And you know that it's important. You know you've got to get into it night in and night out and understand where the Golden Knights are at with the standings. But the fact of the matter is, these two losses, it, it's tough. It, it hurts for the Vegas Golden Knights simply because. Uh, if you could have kept that momentum going, if you could have kept that role working in your favor, then you you put a lot of more a lot more pressure on LA and Edmonton. And right now, there just isn't the pressure you were hoping to apply there. So for the Golden Knights, it's going to be back to the drawing board, obviously on Thursday against the Nashville Predators. And you know you kind of heard Pete DeBoer talking about that first tonight against the Winnipeg Jets, and, and I, I agree with him 100%, and I, I think I, I said it at the time on the intermission report, and I know I put it out on social media as well. It It's tough when you play that first period and don't come out with a lead, right? Like, if you don't come out with a lead from that first period, 17 shots on goal, it wasn't all perimeter for the Golden Knights either. They were in and around the net. They had chances. They had looks. There were multiple opportunities for the Golden Knights to open up the scoring in the first period and play with a lead, and it just didn't happen. And I think, again, kind of the thing that we, we keep pointing to here is that for the Golden Knights, yeah, they're playing banged up. Yeah, they, they've got guys that are out of the lineup. Yes, they're missing a lot of talent in their lineup, but it's not just the adversity of having players that aren't in the lineup. It's the adversity that you know you, you put yourself in a position where you're trailing in a game. And you know the fact of the matter is like I, I, I think that for the Golden Knights, you just you got to find a way to score first. 
right? Like, like you have to find a way to put the puck in the back of the net. The Golden Knights had plenty of chances here in the first period. They could have and should have had a lead going into that second period. And to me, like, I think that changes the entire complexity of the game. Because then all of a sudden, right, like, you've got the Winnipeg Jets feeling it. You've got their crowd unhappy and, and kind of leaning into their team as we saw them do a week ago today. And, you know, to me, like that was the wasted opportunity in this game. That was the situation where the Vegas Golden Knights had an opportunity to put the Jets on their heels. And while they were territorially on their heels, it wasn't on the score sheet. And if you're a Winnipeg Jets team and you've got Kyle Connor and you've got Nick Ehlers and you've got Mark Shifley and you've got Blake Wheeler and Pierre-Luc Dubois and you look at the production that's up and down the lineup right now for the Winnipeg Jets, they believe they can score. Like you got to put them in a hole. And the Golden Knights weren't able to do that. They weren't able to find the goals when they needed them. And, you know, it wasn't so much that they played, you know, the, the game top to bottom for 60 minutes was better tonight than it was against the Minnesota Wild last night. But... It almost hurts more because you have you have zone time, you have possession, you have chances, and it just doesn't go. So for the Vegas Golden Knights, you you got to find offense, you got to find it quick, and I'm not really sure what's coming in terms of cavalry for this team when it comes to players that have been injured. The post-game injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. So Paul Cotter got into the lineup. Um, you know, Michael Amadio remains out uh, in COVID protocol. Same thing with Zach Whitecloud in COVID protocol. Your bottom pair defense tonight was Zach Hayes in his second NHL game paired up with Daniil Miramanov. Uh, I think Alex Petrangelo is is starting to, to show the, the wear and tear of logging a ton of minutes and having to be the guy for this team defensively, especially in the absence of Alec Martinez and Brady McNabb and now Zach Whitecloud. So it, it's it's a it's... It's asking a lot from from a club that has been battling through injuries all year long, especially to lose a couple of key players within this lineup anyway, as it's currently constructed, as it, it's currently utilized um, to, to, to kind of pick up the slack. And right now for the Golden Knights, it's all about getting back to the drawing board, getting back to Vegas, and trying to find a way to get back in the win column against the Nashville Predators. As, uh, as we've been talking about here, Dallas just defeated the Edmonton Oilers. 5-3 to three the final in that game. So the Dallas Stars now sit sec- in the second wild card spot in the Western Conference, and the Vegas Golden Knights are below the playoff cut line. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat, uh, defeated by the Winnipeg Jets 4 to nothing. The final score, Winnipeg shuts out Vegas. The Golden Knights 34 wins, 28 losses, four others, 72 points on the year, and officially outside for the moment, anyway, for the night, anyway, uh, outside the playoff cut line as the Dallas Stars defeat the Edmonton Oilers and leapfrog the Vegas Golden Knights 
in the standings. Vegas will take on Nashville, 7 o'clock on Thursday, 6 o'clock pregame show. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. And for the Golden Knights, you, you, you do exactly what you need to do in the first period except score goals, right? Like everything about the Golden Knights game in the first period, you had to have liked if you were a fan, you had to have liked if you were head coach Pete DeBoer, you had to be feeling good about if you were a player in the room for the Vegas Golden Knights. Simply, everything that Vegas did, all the good that they did in that first period did them a disservice into the second period because as you heard from Pete DeBoer, it hurt this team to get out of the first period without a lead. It, it hurts to play that well and have nothing to show for it, and then all it takes is one power play opportunity for the Edmund, uh, for the Winnipeg Jets, and they put the puck in the back of the net, and you're chasing the game. And that's exactly what happened for the Vegas Golden Knights. And when you just simply don't have the players you want and expect to have in the lineup because of injuries and because of COVID, it becomes harder and harder and harder to climb out of of a hole once you've dug it inside the game. So, you know, for me, it's 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 tough, right? Like this is a Golden Knights team that, that right now is, is in an uphill battle down the stretch to try to make the playoffs, but you regroup on Thursday at seven o'clock against the Nashville Predators. That's going to do it for us here on the AAA insurance postgame show. Extended postgame show is next presented by dollar loan center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights radio network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 4-0 the final. The Winnipeg Jets defeat the Vegas Golden Knights for the second time in seven days. 34, 28, and 4, 72 points on the year for the Vegas Golden Knights. And as we talked about at the end of the AAA insurance postgame show, the Golden Knights fall below the playoff cut line officially as the Dallas Stars defeat the Edmonton Oilers today and leapfrog the Vegas Golden Knights in actual points, even though the Dallas Stars have been ahead of the Golden Knights from a points percentage uh, perspective over, uh, I would say, the course of the last 7 to 10 days. So, where are we at right now with the Golden Knights? Where are you at right now with the Golden Knights? It's It's been kind of an up-and-down situation, a roller coaster all season long and dealing with injuries and dealing with a lot of different points of adversity throughout the season. However, it really felt like, at least in part, right, that you look at the Florida game, the way that the Golden Knights were able to play, the, the way that they were able to kind of get themselves to, to a to a place where they could hang with one of the best teams in the league. And yet they follow it up with another strong performance against LA, go on the road and do not score for two straight games. You're, you're not going to win many hockey games. If you don't score goals, that's exactly what happened to the golden Knights on this quick trip. And it really feels like 
you got to go back to the drawing board. you got to figure out what's going on with Evgeny Dodonov and the trade. Is that trade going to go through and subsequent moves can be made? Is that trade not going to get through? And now you start to look at what it, what life looks like with Evgeny Dodonov back in the lineup, back in the fold for you. So there's a lot of questions that need answering for the Vegas Golden Knights, and, and hopefully those questions get answered prior to Thursday's game against the Nashville Predators. 702-876-1340 is the number. I want to hear from you. 702-876-1340. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Fernando. Hey, Fernando, how you doing? Doing okay, Ryan. Um, um, first off, um, yeah, I'm not. I'm staying with this team. I'm not giving up the ship yet. Um, I'm still optimistic. Yeah. Um, when when it's an elimination a game, then it's time to maybe panic a little bit. But um, I wanted to ask you: Did um, Canada expel um, Ashley and Dave and Shane because <laughs> they weren't over there? No, tonight. no, I, I I don't I don't <laughs> think that's the case. No, I. I I don't know what goes into the particulars um, in terms yeah. of making that decision. I think maybe it's just uh, having a smaller traveling party going up to Canada, going through the borders and, and all the the, the yeah. differences with protocols up there. But, uh, no, they, they, they are, are free to move between the U.S. and Canada. That's that's not a problem. Yeah. Um, you know, tonight our team energy was good. Um, we started off um, good and um, – and in, in our offense, I mean, Halibut was on tonight. And he had 42 saves, I believe. And um, and and then tonight, our our defense of man, we only had what five players available, I believe. And um, so we're kind of like um, short on that side. Um, again, our power play was 0 for 4, and um, you know, for the season, we're um, 31 for 173. So obviously, we had to clean up that area. And like you said earlier, we have to score early, especially if we're on a power play early. We got to score. You know, get up to a maybe a one two two zero lead or something like that. But other than that, a penalty kill was good. I mean, um, the, the first goal by the Jets was um, the defense was good. Our defense was good, and the, the second one, well, everyone was offside on that one. That was obvious. And um, the third goal um, um, that they scored, it was just uh, one of those pinball goal scores. You know, nothing that Thompson can do about it. But he played pretty good tonight, and. Um, now, I was glad to see um, Coach DeBoer show some emotion tonight um, there where he, uh, I think he threw down his pen or he threw down his scorecard or something, his player card at, um, at Cotter, who, you know, was making his debut, I think, what, today, tonight. But other than that, um, still optimistic. I'm still going to um, support him and, and go and go through the season with them. And, you know, we'll be in the playoffs and we're going to get everybody back, you know, Stone and Martinez and others, and and then we'll go from there. Yeah, you know, um, so, thank you for the call, uh, yeah. Fernando. Um, yeah, I, optimism is great, obviously, and and you know, as as far as being a fan, like these are these are the moments, right? Like th- these are the moments that make the good moments, the the over the top moments, the the moments where you get to a Stanley Cup final or you win a Stanley Cup. Eventually, these are the ones that you you kind of look back on as a fan and and you realize just how important they were to kind of go through. And for the Golden Knights, like. It's an organization that knows a lot of success. We we've talked about it. We've seen it. And you know, the fact of the matter is, right now, um, it's just it's not going well for Vegas. And and you can look at a lot of different reasons as to why that is is the case. But I, I think it's important for fans to 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 dig in and and just kind of like what Fernando said here. You, you dig in. You're, you're with this team through thick and thin, through good and bad. And and right now, it feels I think bleaker 
than maybe it should simply because there's no real understanding of when players are going to get back in the lineup or who's going to be healthy for this Golden Knights team. And I think, to be honest, like even if, like let's just say for the sake of argument, even if, you know, Riley Smith is able to come back or Max Pacioretty is able to come back or, you know, Robin Leonard is able to play for the Vegas Golden Knights, like the question becomes where are they at in terms of their health and do you believe that given the way this team's luck has gone all year that you're going to get uninterrupted play from everybody down the stretch. It just, it feels like this is one of those years that kind of beats that optimism out of you. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful to know, and, and I'm glad we opened up with Fernando uh, that the optimism is still there from him. 702-876-1340. is the number. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? And the optimism is here, too. I'm certainly in hey. no position to be giving up on my kids. They're, they're a hardworking bunch. The, the, the truth of the matter is, as you say, and you said it so eloquently, to win the game territorially in the first period, but not on the scoreboard, is very telling. And that's the kind of play that a, a veteran like a Jack Eichel, like a uh, Bill Carlson, like a uh, Jonathan Marcia. So people like that have got to make it happen. They have to because we've reached the point now where minor leaguers are who they are. It's, it's the old saying, we are who they thought they were. And, and unfortunately, you can't expect AHL players to play at the NHL level over and over and over again. It doesn't work that way. So, uh, it, you know, you know it, somebody's got to pick up the slack and to win the territorial matchup, but not the one on the scoreboard doesn't do any good whatsoever. And well, you were absolutely right. Especially when you're fighting it like the Golden Knights are right now, right? Like, especially when you, you know, and you said hardworking, and, and I want to kind of pause on that for a minute because if you, if you rewatch the first period for the Vegas Golden Knights, you know, you can take you can take issue with the fact that they didn't score. You can take issue with the fact that they didn't execute all that stuff. But they they played their butts off. They played incredibly hard. They're battling night in and night out. So, yeah. um, I, like, I don't want to see or hear. And, and not that you said it, Mike, but you you see it every now and again. Um, that this team cares. They're competing like they care. They're not giving up. They're not quitting in this situation. But uh, yeah, you're right. You you can't win the territorial adv- advantage as well and as 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 greatly as the Golden Knights did in that first period and come away 0-0 going into the into the second period because it it energizes the Winnipeg Jets who look at their lineup and they say okay we can find three we can find three goals you know we didn't we didn't have it in the first but we're not down it's not it's not any huh? worse than it was to start the game and it demoralizes the Golden Knights it, it does and and that's why again you you have to ask your veterans to play like veterans, even though there are yeah. they are few and far between now. They're going to have to step it up and and carry the load. The other thing is, we must be expecting Robin Leonard back soon because I'll go back to what I said 24 hours ago. I really believe Lorraine Brossois should have started tonight. It wouldn't have made any difference. You can push back all you want. It would not have made any difference. The difference it would have made is that Brassois would at least have had a start, and you can't expect Logan Thompson to be a rented mule. Now, is, is Brassois just going to get uh, summarily released or traded when, when Leonard comes back? I Honestly, I don't know the answer to that. And, and I, I get, um, 
you know, I get your point in that you go back to Loren Brossois, and, and I do agree with you, it wouldn't have made a difference because the Golden Knights didn't score, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. that's the argument, and, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna push back on that at all, Mike. Like I agree with you. You don't score, you're not winning. Um, but you know, I, I, I think that if if you're in Pete DeBoer's shoes, you're you're trying to ice the lineup that you think gives you the best chance to win. And every game that Logan Thompson has played since that Winnipeg game last week, he's given the Golden Knights a chance to win. So it when you're looking at needing I don't know, you want to call it 10 to 12 wins over the final 16 games or something in that ballpark to comfortably feel like you're going to make the playoffs, to feel like that's within your grasp, within your, uh, you you control your own destiny in that situation. Mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily fault Pete DeBoer for going that, that direction. And I, I don't know, like when Robin Leonard is able to come back, I, I'm not really sure what the direction is going to be from the front office and how they deal with what's going on right now with their goaltending. And one quick shout out uh, because he did it again tonight and he could have been the hero. Dave did it again, saw the offside when no one else did. What a, what a job he does. Yeah, no, just fantastic stuff. And, and thank you, Mike, for the call. Um, the Golden Knights were lucky in that situation. And, and, and then, like, right off the faceoff after that goal came off the board from Svechnikov, Svechnikov takes a penalty, and the Golden Knights had an opportunity on the power play. My argument was you have to win special teams and you can't feed the Winnipeg Jets any freebies when it comes to their power play. The the Jets win the special teams battle. They're one for two on the power play. The Golden Knights are 0 for three, and, and that's where you, you look at it and say you need your power play to pick you up. And they had done a pretty good job of that in in the Florida game and the LA Kings game, uh, but it, it has abandoned them here uh, in the last two against Minnesota last night and Winnipeg tonight. Seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty is the number if you'd like to join us here on the extended post game show. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Rita. Hey Rita, how you doing? Well, I I'd say okay, but I got a bit. I know you look forward to this, but anyway. Yeah. On the, the the Donoff thing, and I do feel for him, but yeah. I listen all day. I've heard from you, Gary Wallace, uh, Brian Lawton, you know, real professionals in the insider game. And they all said basically the fault basically points to Ottawa deceiving the NHL and Vegas. So I get a freaking tweet from someone that says, I know the professionals are all saying it's all your fault, and you guys just need to take your punishment and live with it. I mean, seriously, you're saying you're, I listen to the professionals today. That's not what they're saying. And these stupid people just need to shut the frick up. That's all on that. Next thing, if it is Otto's fault, and Eugene Nonick is notoriously cheap, I say we got to keep Didonoff, and the $5 million goes to him and gives their, their cap. It's the only thing that's fair because they screwed everybody. And uh, the last thing, when do we play Calgary next? Is it soon? The Golden Knights will take on Calgary as I'm pulling up the schedule real quick. I'll, I'll get that answer for you here, Rita. Um, it shouldn't. Uh, they will take on Calgary on April 14th. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know whether you saw any of the Calgary game, but uh, Markstrom speared somebody really hard doing a kerfuffle, 
And they're saying it's going to be a suspension. So I was just hoping we were playing them in the next two or three games. But, oh, well. Anyway, that's all I got. I'm tired of Twitter. Yeah, I, I hear you on that one, Rita. Thank you for the call. Um, might uh, might be good for you know everybody just to stay off Twitter for a little while. But uh, you know, again, kind of to to your point, Rita, though, on on the Evgeny Dodonov trade and and what is to come right now, and you know, keeping an eye on it, trying to as as best I could this morning and, and into the early afternoon, right up to the pregame show. Um, you were hopeful. I think everyone was kind of hopeful that there would be some type of resolution on that situation for, you know, the Golden Knights, obviously, for the Anaheim Ducks, obviously. Uh, and then for Evgeny Dodonov, who, you, you know, is, is, is a human in this situation. And, you know, he's kind of caught between this, this weird spot where uh, is, is he going to be traded to a team that is not on his uh, no, that that's on his no trade list, or is he going back to a team that tried to trade him at the deadline? Like, there's a lot that, to unpack there. Um, but yeah, I mean, the 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 ultimately, like, what the league's trying to figure out here is why, when the Golden Knights made the trade for Evgeny Dodonov with the Ottawa Senators, why were the NHL and the Vegas Golden Knights led to believe that the trade protection that Evgeny Dodonov had was not filed correctly or on time and therefore um, not valid. That's the question and that's what the NHL and the NHLPA are working toward and you know hopefully there'll be some type of resolution to that you know if 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 the if the trade's going to end up being rescinded and Evgeny Dodonov is going to be a Vegas Golden Knight you you would hope right that it happens before Thursday because you know then you would imagine that he would find himself in the lineup for the Vegas Golden Knights, but that's all uh, 48 hours from now, and, and we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Jay. Hey, Jay, how you doing? I'm doing. Jay, are you, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, gotcha. It's really frustrating that the Golden Knights lost yesterday 3 to 0 and then they lose again tonight 4 to 0 when they capitalized in the first period why didn't they have their why didn't they have their first goal it's kind of cuz i'm looking for answers like what do they need to do to like get past Halibut and score that first goal that was the like Main question I had on my head, I'm like, why? Like, they always, it always goes the other way. And then it well, goes into not the... Well, not to pile on one player, but, I mean, the fact of the matter is Will Carrier had a wide-open net and shanked the shot, right? Like, all he's got to do is capitalize on that shot, and the Golden Knights have a one nothing lead. So, you know, you, you get you get players that, you know, I think are squeezing the stick a little bit too tight that, that are feeling the pressure of, I we need to go out, we need to score, we need to do this. And, you know, when, when you don't score and, and you know that, that goals are at a premium, they're hard to come by, um, you make mistakes. And, and I think, to be honest with you, the, the reason the Golden Knights did not score in that first period is the chances they got where they had their looks, they made mistakes. They did not make the right plays. Okay. I will probably say, no. yeah, it's just frustrating. And then, like, I did tweet. I do might have to stay off of Twitter as well, like what the last caller did, because... 
it is say it, it does say like Vegas sucks. They're not going to make it to the playoffs. I might have to like chill on that as well. Yeah, you know what, Jay? It, it's it's a it's a weird spot. And, and thank you for the call. Uh, if if only. It, it, like if I could just you know provide a, a piece of advice, not that anyone asked me for it, um, choose your filters here, right? Like like if if there are you know if you if, if the negativity surrounding the, the the game of hockey, the 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 what should be fun, what should enhance your your life in a way where you feel good about cheering for a team, if there are fan bases, if there are people that are are just trying to get a rise choose your filters, let that go. You can, you can pick back up. You can always listen to us on the radio. It's, it's a very uh, safe environment in terms of, of what we provide in terms of the, the game and watching on TV and all that frustration for sure. Wanting the team to win, being upset when they lose. Absolutely. But you have a choice, right? In, in not necessarily putting yourself through uh, the ringer of Twitter. And, and we heard that from, from, uh, from Rita and now with Jay, um, it's supposed to be fun. And let it be fun. And and to be honest, as a fan, professional sports, they can be the greatest thing in the world, and they can really test you as, as a fan of a team that you love. And, you know, the only thing that I'll say is these moments where you're not sure if a team's going to make the playoffs, these moments where you really don't know what's happening, these moments where you feel like it might not be your year, when you get through to the other side on these moments and the team is, is great as the Golden Knights have been through their first four years and you have an opportunity to win in the playoffs, you have an opportunity to win the Stanley Cup, it makes all the hardship years that much more worth it. We're back with more on the extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights fall to the Winnipeg Jets 4 to nothing. The final score from Winnipeg, Vegas 34-28-4, and 72 points on the year. And right now, just outside the playoff cut line behind the Dallas Stars, Dallas by virtue of a 5-3 victory over the Edmonton Oilers today. Leapfrogs Vegas, 73 points, 35-24-3 and three in 62 games played. So the, the Dallas Stars have four games in hand, and they're up one point on the Vegas Golden Knights. The LA Kings right now up 3-0 on the Nashville Predators. Uh, so Vegas, from, from a Pacific di- Division standpoint, it's Calgary tops in the division, 84 points, LA second in the division, 76. Edmonton, uh, third place, it was 75 points. And then the Golden Knights, just three points back of Edmonton, four points back of L.A. with 72. So it's going to be a tight race down the stretch. And I think the the big question now for the Golden Knights, it's got to shift from, you know, uh, once you get an answer on Evgeny Dodonov, it's got to shift from what's what's gone on, what's happened, what's been this this weird situation with the Golden Knights from the beginning of the calendar year where it just feels like there's no continuity there's no ability to stay on a roll or be in sync the Golden Knights just have not had an ability to go on a run Um, it's got to switch from what it's been to what it can be they've got to find a way to to flip that switch right and and find 
a role in them down the stretch. And I think the only way that that happens, and we heard from uh, Kelly McCrimmon yesterday, the only way that happens is with health. And, and you know, I like I get it. No one wants to sit here and listen to excuses. It's not an excuse when it's a reason, and it is a reason. The reason the Golden Knights are where they're at right now in the standings, and frankly, the, they, they, they could have been out of this a long time ago based on the injuries that they've been dealing with. But frankly, the Golden Knights are dealing with catastrophic injuries, and it's happened all season long, all season long. And while I'm not sitting here saying it's an excuse, it is a valid reason as to why the Golden Knights are here. And the only thing I truly believe, the only thing that's going to get them through to the other side, if the Golden Knights make the playoffs, it's because they're going to get healthier between now and the end of the regular season. Because they need the likes of Max Pacioretty in the lineup and Riley Smith and Mark Stone. They need those guys to help them here. If you want to know what's missing, Look at the injured reserve list. Look at LTIR, and that'll give you a, b- a pretty clear indication. We're back to wrap it up next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, wrapping it up here. The Golden Knights fall to the Winnipeg Jets for the second time in a week. 4 to nothing. the final. Connor Hellebuck with the shutout. Vegas 34-28-4, just 72 points on the year. And now one point below the Dallas Stars and the playoff cut line uh, just outside of a wild card spot for the Vegas Golden Knights. They will have an opportunity, though, to get right back in the win column on Thursday at home against the Nashville Predators. Golden Knights are going to need a big-time game and a big-time effort to get themselves back in in the points column and find a way to get their wins down the stretch in this playoff drive. That's going to do it for me here on the extended post game show. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping everything on the air. Thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It's your post game show. It's not as much fun without you Uh, until Thursday. Have a great night, everybody. We will talk to you then right here on Fox sports, Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.